Revelation gives us a graphic representation of the destruction of Babylon. The book of Revelation provides two things we ought to consider. The first thing we observe is that something existed called Babylon, and Babylon will be utterly destroyed at some time in the future. From the fact that Babylon is slated for destruction, we can infer Babylon must still exist. We can infer from what is said about its destruction that the merchants of the earth are embedded in it. However, we know that the fight is not against flesh and blood. It's not people, it's individuals that are the problem, even though the Bible does not tell us in any detail what is to be destroyed. We know Armageddon is a spiritual war. The fight is against principalities and powers and spiritual wickedness in the highest places. Is it correct to say then that while we ought not to fight the flesh and blood of the enemy, we are called upon to fight their ideology? Would it be fair to suggest what the Bible refers to as Babylon is the modern day swamp? The Bible does not sound like it is talking about communism when it speaks about Babylon. Though no doubt the communist nations are slated for destruction, many have linked socialism with the swamp, but this does not appear to encompass all that is meant by Babylon. The depiction of what Babylon is in scripture makes Babylon sound as if it has more to do with globalism and even capitalism than with communism. None of these institutions can exist without the complicity of the state, however. Even the phrase principalities and powers evoke the imagery of the state. However, what we wish to focus on here is that which is not Babylon. We will speak on the alternative to Babylon. The Bible calls the body of believers a church. However, the church appears to be too broadly defined in our culture to serve as a counterweight to Babylon. It is wise to remember here that Satan is the author of confusion and has a vested interest in causing us to define our terms in deceitful and misleading ways. While it is impossible to find an accurate or fully representative term in our language for what the Bible calls the church, populism represents much of what the Bible attempts to convey in its teachings about the church. Populism puts our focus on the common man, the poor in spirit, in scriptural terms. This can be more precisely defined, however. The church is a charity with a mission to aid the weak. The church is the body of believers who help those who are being oppressed by the strong. In modern language, we would use the term elites to define the oppressor. This, too, misrepresents the true situation. The, the church as a populist institution is designed to unseat the elite broadly defined, which is why the scribes and the Pharisees, not to mention both the Roman and Judean states, hated Jesus. The destruction of Babylon is the overthrow of what is known as elitism. Others call the enemy the state or globalism or the swamp. Whatever term we employ, Babylon as modern populations would have it, the task of populists is to shift power and influence from the powers that be. Building the church is downplaying elitism, using a process based on the principle of subsidiarity, 
authorities pushed down to the bottom rung for power. For this to happen, the church requires the use of a technology the Bible calls a charity. Charity is a type of pay it forward in which those with equity release those with liabilities from their servitude. The key to liberating the meek from the bondage of Babylon is to transform the public square into a market. It will be found that where personal liberty is curtailed, the public sphere has been improperly expanded. Charity is a process in which we each expand the freedom of someone else by eliminating the power of the collective on that person's life. This is what the golden rule is about. It is what the church is for. Christians need to stop thinking about the church in static terms. The church is a dynamic process, a social technology that, if exists, transforms secular reality into a biblical one. Humanity is a project, not a race. Populism, as is normally used, does not give the church its full meaning. Populism, after all, is generally used to defer to a political party that supports the common person. This is, broadly speaking, what Jesus did. However, Christians need a more targeted approach to deal with Babylon than can be covered by political action alone. Jesus talked a lot about humanity being two groups. According to Jesus, these two groups did not overlap. One served one master, not the other. We each serve one master, not two. Those who served one were not able to serve the other. In logic, this is called the principle of the excluded middle. This is a very different way of looking at things than how liberals do. For those who reject Christ, reality is relative. Truths are contingent. Whatever exists, it is relative. For in liberalism and secularism, there are no absolutes. God created man in his own image, male and female, he created them. It is the sheep that are members of the church. We are brothers and sisters of Christ and heirs to his kingdom. God knows his own. Those of his family know his voice. Who are those outside gnashing their teeth? These are the family of Satan. He is the father of lies. There is no truth in him. Liberalism is about destruction of the human family. Liberalism is a lie about who we are. It is even said that when some come to Jesus and say that they are preached his name, Jesus will tell them he does not know them and to be gone. But Jesus knows those of his flock and his family. These evildoers are not of his blood or his line. Yet God made man in his own image. And if these aliens were in the image of God, would he not know them? Humanity endeavors to embody the image of God, not as a physical thing, but as a spiritual thing. What then is the devil and his minions doing? To be anti-Christ is to be anti-human, because Christ is the most sublime of humans. Our humanity is fulfilled in him. He was the perfect man, and we, in taking up our cross, seek to emulate him. Does this not mean that in our mission to serve Christ, we are becoming more perfect persons. If God is the highest and best possible conception, then by faith we seek to emulate this perfect conception. Without God, what do we have to strive towards? If man is a project, not a completion, 
then our definition is dynamic, not static, and our image is of a striving towards, not a finished creature. Evolution has corrupted secularists into thinking man is a physical creature. If we evolve, we become something else. Therefore, man is finished. As man, he is perfect, but this is not the image provided by scripture. We are work in progress. We are an unfinished project. Surely this is a communal project, and our value or importance is in the degree to which our efforts move the project forward. Man is the creature that is always becoming, because we are seeking perfection. Our value individually is in our contribution to this project of becoming. Liberals are not evil because they actively seek to destroy this project, and thus the capacity of man to add value to creation. Liberalism is evil because what destroys this project is what defines liberalism. Liberalism does not define evil. Evil defines liberalism. If humanity is not advanced, then it is by definition the activity, the project, the ideology that is known as liberalism.